Welcome to the Hunt League Podcast, where we share hunting stories from the field that help pave the way for others to follow. So their beards were all dragons. I get this mental picture of these three toms coming over the top of the hill. It's, it's so cool. This is your host, Jared Newman. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Hunt League Podcast. Tonight we have Josiah. I've always called you Gawain, but I was just told it's German. It sounds like Gavin, so it almost... You got to switch that W with a V. So, Josiah Gavin, welcome to the Hunt League podcast. I'm excited you're here. You're one of the 2021 finalists for the Outdoorsman of the Year. Um, we're going to do our live event on February 1st, where we will be selecting the 2021 champion. So, Josiah, welcome to the Hunt League podcast. Go ahead and tell us a little something about yourself. Hey, Jared, how's it going? Yeah, so I'm from growing up here in Wisconsin. We live on like 100 acres of private. And uh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really nice. So I grew up hunting. I uh, started hunting, oh, I think probably duck hunting and turkey hunting back when I was four and five. Um, went out with my dad, and I remember shooting him. We got a bow buck and a gum buck um, when I was five and six. So, uh, Got a big long history with hunting. My we've basically been hunting my whole life. Okay, so, but uh, how old are you? Because when you're saying your whole life, you are the youngest finalist we've ever had <laughs> for Hunt League. And uh, so, how old are you, Josiah? Yeah, we should clear that up. So I'll be um, 17 in February, actually. So okay, so 17 in February. When you're saying you've been hunting your whole life, there's some of these other outdoorsmen of the year that are like, son. You got a lot of life left to live. So uh, congratulations, first off, on being the youngest Hunt League finalist for the Outdoorsman of the Year competition. But you're standing here today because you logged more hunts and more scouts than anybody else this year. Over, like, I don't even know the official number. I, I think I did an official count because there were a couple days where you would log, like, more than one a day. But I think you had 119 unique days last year where you logged either a hunt or scout. So if you just do the math, that's one out of every three days you had some kind of weapon or did something out in the woods, whether it was on your 100 acres or a neighboring property or whatever. So uh, you put in the volume last year. If, if for nothing else, you win the volume award, Josiah. But, uh, you know, go ahead. Keep, keep telling us about yourself. 100 acres, growing up on a private farm. You've been hunting your whole life, which thus far is about 17 so, years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we got a real big family, and um, let's see, I shot my, I would have shot my first deer when I was 12, and then I shot my first turkey when I was 11, but I, I'd been, like I said, been going out previously, and um, yeah, this has basically been growing from that. This year, I uh, had a great year turkey hunting. I went out, oh boy, I bet I went out turkey hunting 50 different times. I got I ended up shooting four different turkeys this year, so that was real great. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't realize that. I had no idea you yep. got that many. I mean, I, I knew you shot. I, if I had to have guessed, I would have said, yeah, you got two turkeys. You got four turkeys this year? Yep, I got four turkeys. I can – we'll get into greater detail. Um, and then I had actually four deer that I was after pretty much all year, which never ended up connecting with any of them. Neighbor ended up – shooting uh three i think so there's still one around somewhere um and then uh what else happened this year we oh my brother and i bought a duck boat this year so oh, we worked cool. on that and we we ended up hitting the river pretty much every weekend this fall so that was great duck boat is it motorized or are you guys canoeing in what does your duck boat look like so we actually bought a 16 foot alumacraft with uh evan root in the back like a 90 horse and we bought it with holes in the bottom of the boat so we we had to uh, take it somewhere and get that welded and then we totally got out the inside and rebuilt it was it uh like rusted out or it because it had hit the bottom and it had tore up with some holes or what was that about? so it's it's aluminum so what happened is the gas line was leaking like the gas intake yeah um and the gas mixed with the foam and it eroded out the aluminum Oh, Which I didn't know aluminum eroded, but... I didn't know that either. Okay, Josiah, with all of the finalists, one of the questions we're asking is, tell us some of the highlights from your year. Obviously, you had a great year. What were some of your personal highlights? What made this year special for you? I would say probably one of my highlights would have been um, 
we were, I was with my cousin Isaac, so this guy introduced to hunting and uh, loved going out. But we were in the deer stand, and I looked up the trail, and I see this uh, buck just making a scrape, and I could see a pond in the ground and everything. And it was probably about 80 yards away. So I uh, grabbed my binos, pulled them up, looked at it, and it looked like a buck. I was like, I think it's a buck. So I grabbed my bow, and Isaac gets in the camera, and he starts starts recording. And it's getting dark, and um, the, the deer comes walking our way, and it's a decent, I think it's like a 10-point buck. Um, it's a decent buck, but I'm still going to pass on it. It's not quite big enough. So um, it is trailing. It was doing like a tending grunt the entire time. And it walks within 30 yards and it stops to make a scrape at 30 yards, standing broadside. We got some, it was dark, but we got some good footage of it. And it's just there scraping. It was grunting and I, we were grunting back and forth. And it, it was just an absolute blast. And then it took off. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it did. It chased a doe out behind us. And it was grunting the whole time chasing the doe. And it, you could hear it running around the woods. And then um, it gets down to the food plot behind us. And. When this buck gets down to the food plot, I hear a snort wheeze from the food plot that wasn't the 10 point that just passed us. I hear this snort wheeze and I kind of look down there and it's getting dark and there's through a bunch of brush. But I see this, I see the deer that just passed us, that 10 point. I see it walking in the food plot and I see this other really big body deer walk up to it and it chased that 10 point. That 10 point came running back, um, back past us, grunting the whole time. We never did see that second big buck, which I think I know what I think it was the eleven point I was after. Oh, um, we never, we we were never able to uh, see that again. But I mean, it was just a blast. We were grunting back and forth with it, and yeah, now, that is was the eleven point one that got taken on your neighbor's property. No, the eleven point is the only one that I think is still out there. Okay, it would have been my second biggest. So you might are so you still I, running into cameras? I'm still, we got all of our cameras out. We leave them out year round. And I have not seen it since mid September, I want to say. So I, I'm pretty sure no neighbors have shot it, but I'm worried because I don't know what happened to it. Sure. Um, so I think that hunt would have been on 10, 23, 21. Okay. So pre November and it's, it's maybe where, where does that fit in your rut up there? Is that like, in the middle of the rut like or not i shouldn't say middle that kind of the front end of the rut yeah so peak rut would be um probably november 9th i think is what they say is peak so just about first week in november will be peak estrus this year was weird we never did really have a real rut i don't like yeah in that hunt that was the 23rd of uh what that would have been september right no october October. Yeah. So it was the 23rd of October and it was chasing, but we never had a rub like, like normal. Sure. This year. Do you think that's just weather related with how warm things were or this year was warm. The moon was really bad this year because the full moon was really, really early. Um, so I think it was a combination. It was the moon and then it was a really warm year. So, okay. and what, here's, what's funny. I just asked you to give me the highlight moment of your year. And you're telling me about a buck that you did not shoot, a deer that you did not harvest this year, but that was one of the highlight moments. Now, how come a moment where a deer walks by you, you hear the grunting, how does that become a highlight moment compared to all of the other hunts? I mean, you had 119 other days that you logged in the app, not, you know, and you may have even had more. How on earth is that the highlight of 119 days? That would, so, if you ask me, that's the heartbreak of the 119 days. You asked me to pick the highlight. How in the world am I supposed to? I, <laughs> I love hunting with other people. So that was great about it. I love the interaction with the deer. That was absolutely great. I love getting to see the deer I was after. Love being the stand with my cousin. Um, yeah, it's just an absolute blast. Wait, so you're not I, one I of have, those hunters that only has fun if you kill something? You actually enjoy yeah. hunting for the sake of hunting? So I was I was actually talking to uh, Michael on the app today, and uh, we were going back and forth, and we were saying how uh, making the kill is only icing on the cake. It's it's the bonus. I go out there to spend time in God's creation. Making the kill is the bonus. Yeah, it's great when you kill something, but I mean you can tell I passed up probably I don't know even how many white tails. I don't want to throw a number out this year. 
Now, what's your rule up there? Um, like, if you take a doe, do you have the ability to still harvest a buck? If you is it a one buck state? What what's Wisconsin's rules there? So I can shoot. Okay, I'm not 100 percent positive of this because we don't shoot does yet anyway in our uh, in our uh, thing. We don't have enough deer to shoot does, okay. but I know it's part of the management system. Um, I think I had nine doe tags this year and i didn't even try buying one they just gave them to me free with my buck tags and i had three buck tags okay so you had three buck tags you had a really you know a decent 10 point what's your reason for not pulling the trigger on a 10 point that a lot of people would not have passed up especially knowing that you've got two other buck tags plus a pile of doe tags i mean what happened josiah and to make it worse, that 10 point was shot the very next morning, one mile away by my co well, it would be my boss. So I work at a farm. It would be my boss's son killed that dude the next morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right out from the under t- you. Okay. Pretty much. Yep. So do you regret not taking the shot after having known that now? No, not at all. If I would have shot it, um, he would have just shot something else, whether it was smaller or bigger. I don't know, but he would have shot something else anyway. Um, Back to what you were saying about why I didn't take it. I've always had a dream of my first bow buck being something nice. I want a wall hanger for my first bow buck. Okay. There's something about it. I just, I want to shoot a nice wall hanger. And we're also kind of big into the um, QDMA sort of stuff, quality deer management. And uh, if you shoot the small bucks or the medium bucks, they never get big. I'm fine with shooting the tiny bucks, like the real small ones or shoot, taking out a doe. Um, but if you shoot a medium buck, it's just taking something away from next year. Yeah. But your neighbor took it away from you next year. Yeah. But he didn't take another one away. If I would have shot it, he still would have shot a deer. <laughs> so I like, yeah, it. my boss, I like it. Was... I'm just messing with you right now with those kinds of questions, but I, I love hearing mm-hmm. that this is your highlight moments because it demonstrates the type of hunter you are. It's not a bloodlust. You're not just ready to kill any animal that walks under your stand. I think people that have looked at your profile have to ask the question, does this guy just go out and shoot everything he sees? Because you've got squirrels, you've got, I mean, you, you just, it seems like you're out hunting every day and it's like, are you just doing this to try to rack up points? What kind of hunter are you? But what you're actually demonstrating right now to our hunting audience is, hey, there's a little bit of maturity behind this 17-year-old kid. There's a little bit of like patience. He, he's doing this for... You know, not not just the bragging rights. He's not just doing this because he's going to win the outdoors end of the year. You're you're doing this because you're a sportsman and you love what you're doing. So uh, it's it's kind of encouraging actually to to hear your story and hear the way you're sharing. So, all right, you've told us the highlight of watching a really nice deer walk right on by you. You got more to the story? Um. So uh, not really more to that story, but I would have to have a few more highlights. I, I, okay. I, I think I, have I wasn't more. moving on from highlights. I thought you were giving me the signal like, wait, wait, okay. wait, I got something more to add. So I'm like, okay, maybe, I, maybe <laughs> I'm still missing something. But go ahead and give me some of your other highlights from the year. Okay, so I don't know if these are all going to be in the right order, um, which one was better. But I would say being attacked by a 25-pound eastern gobbler was great. Mm-hmm. I uh, see it, saw him on the way home from work in one of my places I got permission to hunt. And you want me to get into the story now or just I, I want to hear later? the story. You can't just start a story and then say, do you want me to get into it? I mean, it's, <laughs> we're, we're into the story. OK, you've got it. Did okay. you say getting attacked by a gobbler? Is that what I understand? I, I just heard. So now you got to give me the yes. story. What's the story? So uh, basically uh, worked a full day. I was on my way home from work. And we passed one of the fields I have permission to hunt. And I see these, uh, I see these birds out there, out in the field. And uh, there was, oh, I want to say probably six or seven toms. And I don't know how many other hens and other stuff. Um, and it's probably like, it's like a mile from our house. And so got home, quick change into my hunting clothes, grabbed my shotgun. And I jumped in our Polaris Ranger and I drove a mile over there. And I kind of drove past the road where I should be able to see them, and they were gone. There, there wasn't anything there. So I was like, oh, boy. So I turned around, I went and parked, and I uh, walked kind of through a field and up into a field edge. 
I couldn't see them anywhere. Uh, they, they were nowhere where they were supposed to be. So I kept going and I had a, uh, I was shooting my over under and I had a strutter decoy, which I was carrying with me. And I think I left the other hens, um, back in the ranger. Now what's a, what's so, a strutter decoy? When you say strutter decoy, are you talking about like a fan that you're walking with in front of you? Or are you talking about like a full body decoy that's, that's strutting? So yeah, it's like a half body. So with a fan and everything, so okay. something I can hide behind. So I keep walking through the woods and I pop out a little opening and I don't see anything. And I'm stopped. I did a little bit of yelping and I heard one slight gobble like it was a little ways ahead of me and then up over a hill. So I keep walking. I get outside the field and uh, nothing. I start walking up over this little rides out in the field now. And uh, I get over the top and I just see a uh, quite a few fans. I just see the top of the fans. So I uh, do a few more yelps and clucks and I kneel down and I get the fan in front of me and everything. And I start working my way up the rise so I could see, see the turkeys. Um, and they were about 90 yards away. So I uh, keep going. I work my way up to the top and it took about probably 10 minutes to get up to the top of the little rise there in the field. And I kneeled up to peek over a little bit and I see few turkeys and I did some more yelps and I laid down kind of my stomach and I waited a minute and I was like, you know, I should probably check and make sure. Cause there's a little dip. I should check and make sure there are no turkeys in that little dip. So I kneel up higher just enough so I could see that little dip. And there are about four toms full out running at me, running over the top of the hill. And well, they weren't coming over the top of the hill, but they were running up the backside of the hill and uh, full out. And they were probably 15 yards away. Oh my God. So, so I dropped down on my chest, stick my uh, strutter decoy into the ground, the stake into the ground, and um, pull up my gun. And about the time I get my gun to the shoulder, to my shoulder, they're coming over the top of the ridge at, I want to say, two to three yards. So wait, wait. I shot the first one that walked Not over. 20 to 30 yards, two to three yards. Yeah, like I could have few okay another four or five seconds i gotta hit him with my barrel like yeah. they were coming at me like they're gonna kill me yeah you could have wrung their neck with your hands like it was they were they were Pretty on much. you oh my yeah. gosh I have you ever have, have you ever had a turkey encounter like that no nope I, i've seen them in videos but i've never i've never had done anything like that and wow. i still had this mental image of three turkeys coming over the top and their beards. I think the one I shot had like an 11 inch beard. When they were running, they leaned forward a little bit. So their beards were all dragging. So I get this mental picture of the, like the edge of the fan in my barrel and these three toms coming over the top of the hill. It's, it's so cool. Unbelievable. And you, you said that the, the beard on the thing was about 11 inches long. Yep. Yep. I think the one I shot was 11 inches. I think the one next to it was even longer. I, I yeah, I mean it all happened so fast, but I think the one besides it that I did not shoot was a little bit longer, but who knows. I, I guess I'll figure out this spring. I got another turkey license for the same spot. So Okay, so you said you killed four turkeys. Do you ever have two turkey tags at the same time or is it always one tag at a time and just each week you're allowed to buy a new tag? So uh, I can buy yeah, it's kind of a lottery system, and then they have the leftover tags. So it's hard, but I can't get two turkey licenses for the same time. But it only happens in the very last season of the year. Okay. So I, I did end up um, – one of those turkeys was a fall turkey too. So I shot three spring and one fall. Three spring, one fall. In the fall, you can take a hen or a tom, I'm assuming? Yep. And what you, what'd you shot, take in the, in the fall? Did you take a hen? In the or? fall, I ended up shooting a jake. Okay, took a Jake in the fall. Yep. Come on now. And with I, I, those, I think it, it wasn't it wasn't like a pult. It was like from the previous year, so it was almost two. But yeah, yeah. Still a well Jake. on his way to uh, becoming a Tom. He just needed yep. to get to the spring. So uh, methods of take. Tell me, you had four turkeys. Were all of those with a shotgun? Did you have some with a bow? Did you do crossbow? Like, how did you take your turkeys this year? So all the turkeys were uh, with two different shotguns. Um, but yes, I'll still all shotguns. I, uh, that's my kind of my thing for this year is I'm going to kill a turkey with a bow. 
this year. Hopefully get it on video too. Oh, okay. Now, did you get, uh, I, I don't remember. I feel like I kind of remember. Did you get any of the turkey videos from, or did you get video footage from any of the turkey stuff this year? Um, trying to think. No, I don't think I got a single video this year. No. Okay. Unfortunately. So that's all stuff you're hoping to get next year. Okay. So highlight number one, missing a deer. Not even just missing because you didn't take a shot, but like just highlight number one, having a big deer walk by you and have to run away because there's an even bigger deer right by you. Highlight number two, your turkey season. And with the highlight of that being a turkey, not just a turkey, a group of turkeys hard charging you, getting to within three yards before you uh, finish them off. Now, were they in single file or were they like kind of side by side? Did you run? Did you feel like you ran the risk of potentially shooting more than one when that shot, up, you know, presented itself? Um, they were. Uh, there was one in the front, and there were two like kind of behind that, name, kind of like a triangle. So there was the front one was coming over. Yeah. But um, I was a little worried, except my pattern was only about one inch at that distance. So. And where'd you hit it? Did you hit it in the head or? I I hit it like right at the base of the neck I, I didn't even aim i mean i just picked up my gun and shot so yeah i was right at the base of the neck and you've never seen a turkey that dead i mean it didn't even <laughs> flop which doesn't happen with turkeys yeah that was over instantly oh okay. yeah okay so deer you didn't get a deer you ended up getting four turkeys three in the spring one in the fall uh what other highlights do we have i mean is that it so I actually kind of have a highlight from every species. So I, I wasn't thinking about it before, but I kind of have to stick in another one here. Um, I guess I'll do it later on. Um, my, I would say my third highlight would be um, duck hunting. We went out duck hunting with, we took Isaac again, which was this, my cousin. And then we ended up taking um, one of my coworkers, which kind of just, we were just getting to know him a little bit. So we ended up taking my coworker, went out, had an absolute blast. I think we killed uh, seven or eight ducks, which was pretty good from where we were. But I'm, it was just an all-around blast. Love camaraderie. Um, Jake, which was the coworker I took out, he actually ended up uh, killing his first duck with the first shot he had ever taken at a duck, which okay. doesn't happen. Uh, so that pretty was cool. pretty cool. Now, is that because it had landed and he shot a duck on the pond? or? Nope. or- he actually took it out of the air. It, it was a green wing teal. No way. Sideways. So, yeah, it was like the hardest shot. I missed it. I have to say I missed that duck and he killed it. That is an actually incredible unless he just closed his eyes and got really lucky. Because, <laughs> I mean, the, those teal are probably the most acrobatic of the duck family. I mean, they just come it was flying a long way. in. It was a 50-yard shot, too. Oh, my Oh, God. and he hadn't shot a shotgun for like three years previously. So it was the first shot for three years. Very first shot of the duck, 50 yards, or maybe it was 60, whatever the case. It's a long shot, and I missed the duck. My older brother, which was also right beside me, he missed the duck, and this guy, very first shot. And it was a dead duck. Like, now, it now, which older brother are we talking about? Are, are we saying Benjamin? Or is that this uh, would have been Andrew. Okay. Yep. And now, so were you Isaac guys hunting over decoys? Were you calling? Were you jump shooting? What were you doing? So we were actually in the middle of the Mississippi. We found an island, and I probably shouldn't tell us kind of one of my trade secrets, but um, yeah. middle of the Mississippi be careful, River. Be careful here. <laughs> we found this island, and uh, in the island, there's this pond in the middle of the island. So it's like perfect, and all the ducks are flying up and down the river. See this little secluded island, and it's full of duckweed. And so we had decoys out, and um, yeah, it was over decoys. They were all coming in. Okay, and just so everybody knows, you live just outside of St. Louis. So if you're looking for this location, you're looking along. Josiah, I'm trying to help you. You don't want them looking (laughs) on maps and figuring out where you're like secret. They're never gonna find it. Oh my gosh! I don't think you realize how how much hunters work to find those magic spots. You can't be giving them up that easy. Yeah. So he's just hey, if they find it. If they find it, I can't wait to hunt with you. Give me a call. I'll take you there. I'll show you how to set the decoys. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have fun. <laughs> Once again, showing the type of sportsman you are. Well done, Josiah. Gavin, not Gawain, even though I've called you Gawain ever since I've known you. So, well done, Josiah. So, the duck hunt, that was special. 
Do you have any other species? Yeah. I mean, here we are. We have a no deer season. We've got four turkeys. Uh, you you had that was not your only successful waterfowl hunt. You had a couple waterfowl hunts where you found success this year. Uh, what outside of those species? What other kind of species did you hunt this year? So this year, um, mainly I was after deer um, and turkeys. Um, waterfowl is a good second. Um, we I did quite a bit of um, rough grouse hunting, and actually I probably did more coyote hunting. So it's probably whitetails and turkeys, then coyotes, and then it would be rough, rough grouse. And then squirrels, I'm very passionate about squirrel hunting. I love squirrel hunting. Now, so why do you love squirrel hunting? Actually How is squirrel hunting so fun for you? It's just an absolute blast. They're everywhere. You can talk. It's cool to take people out. Love taking kids out squirrel hunting. I mean, it's just an absolute blast. I love squirrel hunting. <laughs> I love um, Other species would be not, not too much uh, big stuff, but I got like woodcock, pheasant, foxes, rabbits, raccoon. Yeah, crow, skunk, dove. Now you I mentioned mean, you know, to me earlier. Stuff. Did you hunt any other states? Did you did you hunt? Like I know, I know. Uh, you know, we just interviewed Wyatt the other day, and Wyatt got to hunt in Colorado this year. He went to South Dakota. He lives in Wisconsin, so he hunted in all those states. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we know, looking through the hunt logs and community posts, Garrett hunted Oregon. He hunted Idaho. <laughs> he hunted Wyoming. So. Where did you hunt this year? Did you hunt the hundred acre family farm? And then I heard you say you drove by a farm you had permission to hunt on. So did you get out of state anywhere? So unfortunately this year we didn't make it out to South Dakota. We would usually go out there and spend a few days pheasant hunting. So that was unfortunate. I'm still trying to talk dad into going this year yet. I think season might still be going. Don't don't quote me on that, but I think it might still be going for another week yet. Um so that's one place we did not go. Another okay. place we uh, um, went. So I did a little tiny bit of hunting in uh, Minnesota. But that would just be like rabbits and stuff with some other boys that were out there. So it doesn't really count. Um, but yeah, mainly Wisconsin. Okay. Pretty much Wisconsin, yep. Um, you're going to have to help me because you said you, you listed a few species and one of those was a woodcock. <laughs> What's a woodcock? Woodcock is one of the best tasting birds you will ever eat. I mean, seriously, you know what you know what grouse is, right? Rough yeah. grouse, very similar, except it's probably twice as good as a rough grouse. It's the best dark meat you'll ever eat. No way. So they have like a they have like a four inch beak, and they're a smaller bird. I would they only stand probably six eight inches tall, but um, very hard to very hard to to hit. They live in like wet. Normally they live in more wet swampy areas, but we didn't, we actually have a few around here. So you got to where did you get your pheasant? Are you? I'm assuming since you didn't travel out of state, that's a Wisconsin pheasant. Is that yep. you have some farmland that you have access to that's got pheasant on it? Is there some state land like is is pheasant hunting a a big deal up in Wisconsin where you're at? So not really pheasant hunting. Um, not at all a big deal. There are no pheasants in Wisconsin, and I'm not pulling your leg at all. We do not have pheasants. Um, public land around here, you'll find a few. Um, so that's where I got. No, I actually shot mine at our place. I shouldn't say that. So uh, we hunted a little bit of public land with our dogs, kind of get them trained in or keep their training up. Um, so we did that. And then I actually ended up shooting the pheasant around right actually on our property. Um, that's probably descendants of one we planted about six or seven years ago. Um, our neighbor got probably 40, 50 pheasants and all of us neighbors bought some and planted them around our property. So I ended up harvesting one, um, which is probably descendant of one of those. Okay. So you're, that's slim pickings and you just happen to get lucky. Did you see it? Did you flush it? Did the dog actually push it up out of the, out of the grass? Um, um, so I happened to know where it was living and I just wanted to shoot. Uh, we didn't end up going on something cool, like I said, and I just had to get a pheasant cause they're so much fun. So I knew where this rooster was living and it's been there for probably two months. It had been. So I just walked out with, uh, Jenny, one of our dogs and, uh, harvested it with, with my shotgun. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, Woodcock, pheasant, coyote. What's the, what's the story with you and coyote hunting? 
Coyote hunting around here is impossible. Okay. <laughs> I'm just a terrible coyote hunter. I, that's the only thing I can figure it out. I, uh, we've tried. I mean, Jared, Jared knows we tried. We went out with him when he was here. Um, we tried coyote hunting, but it does not happen around here. What do you think? I, I've never what made you, What's the missing? What's the secret ingredient that you guys are missing? I can't figure it out. I need, I need a little bit of help with that. I, uh, thankfully I got on hunt league and there's this cool guy in hunt league, Grayson, which is one of my, uh, one of the finalists too. Um, he, we're going to get on a phone call. And he's going to walk me through what he does and hopefully we can make a connection. I love it. So he said, he said he wants to get me a cat this year. So we're going to, we're going to do it. Well, I had a, uh, we did the interview with Grayson last night as one of the finalists and, uh, Grayson, I didn't know this, but that dude is serious about his predator hunting and coyote hunting is probably at the top of his list as far as favorite game animals or, you know, favorite animals to hunt. So uh, if you're going to be taking advice from somebody in the app about their coyote hunting, I think Crayson's your man. Yeah, so that that's uh, that's my hope. So I'm going to get a, I'm going to kill coyote 2021 and um, also going to kill a bear this year. Okay. You're going to get aggressive on the bear hunt. Are you going to try to do that with dogs? Are you going to do that from a stand? Are you going to bait them? What are you going bait. to do? Yep. So uh, my dad works in a, owns a construction business. So um, the guy who sells us carpet actually is big into baiting bears. And we've done – Ben actually shot his bear with him. And we've done a lot of work with him. And he offered to take me out bear hunting. So I'm guaranteed a bear tag for this year. I finally have enough points. So that's going to be really cool. Oh, man, that sounds fun, Josiah. I cannot wait uh, to, to see the hunt logs, to read the stories of your bear hunt this upcoming year. Um, I, I wish you the best. I hope you actually get one. Um, you know, before we, before we finish up, uh, any other highlights you want to share with us about your 2021 season? Uh, so that's um, – yeah, I got a few more here. Um, we got this guy who made an app uh, from Colorado. His name is Jared Newman, actually. Um, I happen to be hey, talking to him. I know that guy. Uh, he ended up coming out to our place for a day or two, and we had an absolute ball out here. We went out coyote hunting and uh, had an absolute blast. So that would definitely be one of my highlights. All right, just so you know, that was definitely one of my highlights from last year. I had a blast coming out there. I was in uh, Chicago for a work trip. I was like, you know what? I'm not too far from uh, Wisconsin. It'd be <laughs> awesome to go up and see those Gavin boys. So I uh, jumped in the car. I thought it was going to be about a two-hour trek, but uh, ended up, you know, I think closer to five or six hours. But I would say worth every minute of the drive because uh, we laughed. We had fun. I got to see their farm, and uh, it, was, it was incredible. So thanks for thanks you guys for even inviting me up and saying, hey, while you're out here, come up because uh, it, it was definitely worth it. Um, oh yeah. Thank, thank you for taking the time for that long drive. I, uh, got a little gift for you coming in the mail sometime. Uh Oh, <laughs> now just so you know, you can't, you can't buy me off. Like this isn't a competition where you can send me bribes and stuff because I am not one of the judges for the 2021 outdoors of the year. So, Hey, it'll get there in like three months. So okay, there it's going to be way all right, so, so you're just sowing up. seed for your 2022 season. That's what you're doing now. I got you. I got you. You're, you're trying uh, to go back-to-back back on this thing. <laughs> yeah, two years in a row. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'll never happen. So another highlight, I don't know how much uh, hunting-related it is, but this year, I uh, spring, I was in doing school all winter. Um, I was putting in some long days of school. I was working six and seven hours on my school. And uh, I just had to get out of the house. So this spring, um, oh, I also didn't get the best turkey tag. So my turkey season was like the fourth season. So it was like a whole month late. And I just had to get out of the house. So I spent hours and hours shed hunting this spring. Oh, very cool. Uh, I'm, did you did you find something? I'm assuming if you're mentioning this as a highlight, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's something on the other end of this story. So I never found anything when I was actually looking. I found everything when I was either out squirrel hunting or out doing photography. But I uh, ended up planting both sides to one of my target bucks from last year, which was, I think it was a nine point. So I found both his sheds. Very cool. Were, um, they, uh, were they laying right there together or what was, uh, how'd you find them? 
Yeah, they were. Um, so I was walking through a food plot, actually spur hunting, and I stepped on something and it went up and jammed into my leg. And I was like, ouch, what in the world? And I looked down and I had stepped in this antler and the G2 had come up and stuck my leg. <laughs> it, it actually, like, I had a bruise. No, but, is, this, um, is this snow covered? Like, what time, what, when did you find the shed? Like, I know, you know, are they dropping in uh, January, February up there? Do they drop in March? Like, when do, when do your whitetail shed I, up there? I would say February to March. I'm not 100% sure when I found uh, this one. Hang on, I'll pull it up here. I think I logged that squirrel hunt, so... Um, yeah, it would have been, I think I would have found it March because there was about four or five inches of snow. Okay. Uh, actually, it was 3 21. Okay. So, March 19th. So, yep, it was, it was a, a pretty fresh head. Here. It wasn't It wasn't all white. It was still uh, It was still in pretty good shape. Yeah, it was in very good shape. Um, so, that was the one side. The second side was about 50 yards away in some brush. That one had a little tiny bit of... Uh, mouse where my mice yeah. had found it but barely noticeable so it was really cool and then i <laughs> ended up finding about i ended up finding about six or seven other sheds um unique story on one of the other ones okay i don't know how i got this rabbit trail not even hunting okay kind of is but i was um we a lot of time use leaf blowers to make a clear path to walk okay. um to get out to our stands so i had found out where a whole bunch of turkeys were roosting and I kept hearing them fly up to roost, but there was no way I could get in on them um, because it was way back in the middle of this timber and the oaks were, the oak leaves are still loud. And uh, so I took the leaf blower back and I was just blowing this trail and the trail was only probably eight inches wide. And I was blowing this trail. I went through the trails and I blew it off a place I could walk and I was going up the side of the hill and somehow when I was blowing up the side of that hill, I came like that leaf blower dead hit in eight point rack. <laughs> well, one side of an eight, so it was a four, but. And was that totally buried under the leaves before? It was pretty much totally like there was no way you'd see it. It was pretty much buried, but somehow. Okay. So that might be like a new like shed hunting method to walk around the woods with a leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. That eight inch path came dead center over this antler i i couldn't believe it that's really cool man i actually i don't think i even told anyone because i just figured they'd never believe me <laughs> well, thanks for sharing it with us on the hunt league podcast um all right well is, is there anything else i mean I, i've kind of given you a couple chances to kind of say anything else but then you always have something else and i think the reason why you got something else is because you were out there for over a hundred days. So, I mean, if we really dive into each of your hunt logs and we dive into your story, we're going to find, uh, yeah, there's always something else as a highlight in your season, but, uh, you know, anything else you want to share with us before we kind of start wrapping things up? Um, I guess I didn't have it listed as a highlight, but another highlight just quick here would have been when I went out and I shot five squirrels, I shot a fall Turkey and I shot my very first grouse all okay. in one hunt. This year. that was pretty hunt. cool you got a turkey five squirrels and a grouse and a rough grouse yep well you've the, your last two highlights have brought up two things that are actually critical in hunt league one is uh being able to add more than two species into a hunt and uh you know I'm, i might be jumping the gun here but there is an announcement that we're going to be making in february 1st that relates to that doesn't mean it's cool. going to be out and ready at february 1st but uh we are addressing that issue. And the second one is, you know, right now you can do a, you can log a scout and you can log a hunt, but, uh, here in the new future, we're going to be adding a couple other options for different activities. Uh, shed hunting might be one of those activities that you can look forward to in the future. So, because it, you know, it's not totally like a scout and uh -huh. it's not really a hunt. I mean, you are hunting for sheds, so, you know, but you're not using a method of take. So, it, you know, it, right now it's in, it falls in like a little bit of a gray area. But I think we're going to try to make some of those additional activities that all of us enjoy doing as hunters uh, a little more crystal clear in the app. So Yeah, that would be really cool. I cannot wait for that update. I'm going to be very pumped. Just hopefully we get it out before. Uh, hopefully you can get it out before Ooh, March. Or I, don't, I don't know about that. You're, you're pressing <laughs> your luck right there. So, okay. okay. So, Josiah, one last thing uh, kind of before we, we finish up here. But uh, – what does this competition mean to you? I mean, you're a 17-year-old. This is uh, our second year of the competition. 
But there's a lot of uh, incredibly talented hunters that worked really hard in the field this year. They were all, you know, I, I think everybody was hunting. I don't think everybody's sitting here saying I'm competing for the outdoors in the year. But by journaling and by, by participating in the app, it opens the door for all of us to somewhat be competing with each other, stack up our seasons, see, you know, see how my season compares to yours, that kind of thing. You clearly had an amazing season. You logged more than anybody else in the app. But my question to you is, what does this mean to you just to be a finalist? I mean, uh, obviously, I think it'd be incredible if, if you walk away with the title. But uh, just being a part of this group, being on the same plane with guys like Wyatt and Grayson and Garrett, who are all finalists, here you are as a 17-year-old. What does this mean to you? Okay, that, that is a tough question. Um, it would mean a ton to me. Um, I just want to throw a quick disclaimer out there. I did not hunt at all this year for a title or to be entered or to get anywhere. It didn't have anything to do with hunt league that I hunted. I hunt because I like hunting. I didn't put out any more hunts because of the hunt league app. I know uh, Ben, my brother, he was talking about going out and shooting another, harvesting another doe and we didn't really need the meat. And I was white and he was saying something about outdoorsman of the year. I kind of talked him out of it because, um, that's, that's not the point of the competition. The competition, just kind of like me, killing something is icing on the cake. Winning something, boy, that would have, that would definitely be icing on the cake. <laughs> so Especially you, because wait, I you would do two layers either, of icing? So. You have two layers of icing? Come on, nobody does two layers. <laughs> it's it's yep, the cherry on top of, of the icing. That's what it is. Okay, there you go. Yep, it's better terminology. So a few things that it would mean is um, boost my morale. Um Definitely, it would definitely boost my morale. Um, it would mean I'm a better hunter than my siblings. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding, but that would be, be kind of cool just to have that always back to brag him a little bit. Um, make my dreams come true, which ever since I uh, think it was 2018, Andrew installed the Hunt League app, and uh, boy, we didn't know what we were getting into. But it's uh, been an absolute blast since then, and ever since I heard about the competition and then 2020, I can still remember in January sitting there watching the video. That's just that was just my dream watching Peter and um, can't remember. I think Peter was on and there was a few. Of, I can't remember the other competitors' names. Sorry. Um, oh, you're good. We had John uh, and Wolfgang. Okay, yep. So we, we had yep. the duck hunter from Oklahoma and the bear hunter and elk hunter from Oregon. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and I was just sitting there and I was just dreaming like, boy, I'm gonna win that in my life. I'm I'm gonna do it. And uh, <laughs> I uh, gave it a decent try, but like I said, I did not go out for the con or for hunt league. I went out to have fun, and it would prove that younger people can be a good hunter. You don't have to be old, older, or it's not just an older person sport that. Young people can um, get in and mentor people and uh, be very involved in hunting. No, oh, I love that, man. And here's what I know. Here you are sitting as a 17-year-old, as one of four finalists for the Outdoorsman of the Year. I mean, we look at that and say, that's our highest honor that we could give anybody in the Huntley Gap. And, and here you are, and you've uh, positioned yourself not just as a uh, you know, just another finalist. You've positioned yourself as a real competitor in this to go like, look, this guy logged more hunts than anybody. He killed a ton of different species. You use a few different methods of take. Uh, not only that, but uh, you shared a lot of your hunt logs. You know, so if somebody goes to the community page and they type in like end of the road or Josiah, it's going to pull up a ton of your posts from the year. People can go back through that and look at some of the hunt logs that you've done. Not only did you record like... You know, it's easy just to sit out there and like, I'm going to record a sighting or I'm going to record when I'm successful, but you have pictures, you have videos, you tell the stories of your hunt and it's, it's entertaining. I had a couple of the judges that were looking uh -huh. through the hunt logs going, man, this kid is making some cool stuff. Like even going back a couple of years when you posted the, the video of you and Isaac, when Isaac oh, harvested boy. his first deer, I mean, that was one of the coolest videos. I, I truly think that might be the coolest video I've seen posted in the Huntley Gap since the inception. It's two little boys sitting in a tree, almost like playing like you're doing like cowboys and Indians. And, and you guys are like, you fling an arrow and actually hit this buck. And I'm like, no way. And not only did you hit a buck, but you had the wherewithal is like, I don't even know how old you guys are. You know, like is 10 or 12 year old, you know, boys 
you have the wherewithal to have a camera and you're capturing and it looks like you've got this little professional hunting video. It, it was incredible. So Josiah, you're not just establishing yourself as a, as a hunter, as, as uh, just somebody who has a little bit of woodsmanship. I mean, you're really, you're really doing a great job. Uh, I want to just say, man, I'm, I'm so proud of you. I don't think this will be the last time we see you in the outdoors in the year or for that matter, in some of our other big competitions. I think you got a bright future ahead of you. And uh, I, for one, am going to be excited to, to watch that. And not just like watch it and go, oh, look at this young kid growing up. Like you're going you're gonna to have people like me watching you, learning things as we go. And it's like, man, this guy is paving the way for others to follow because you're going to be an inspiration to new young guys that are jumping in the app. You're going to be an inspiration to some of the old guys that are like, man, this kid is getting after it. And um, so, again, congratulations on an incredible year. Um, way to go. I, I love, I, I like absolutely love having you and your brothers a part of the app. I love how you guys as a family continue to hunt together. Um, and, and it's one of your kind of family values. So <laughs> I, I just want to say thank you. Kind of jumping. Yeah, you're, thank you for the app. Um, you're kind of going back to what you were saying about logging everything. I uh, do not have a phone. 17 years old, I do not have a phone. I don't really feel the need for four one. I think they're definitely overrated along with social media. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so all of my hunt logs up until September, I think, were all logged after the fact on an iPad. So I had put this app on an iPad, my school iPad. And Deb allowed me to have it on there. So I had to take all the pictures with a DSLR and videos. And then I had to transfer them onto the computer. And then from the computer, I had to transfer them onto the iPad. And I had a little <laughs> notebook. I had a little notebook. So I wrote down the time of everything. So I went back backlog as best I could. So that's why you'll notice September, I really stepped up my uh, logs. Another thing that I really like is I like when my logs tell a story. So I like when I can, I can give it. Give the app to like go to church and give it to someone at church and just be like, here, look at this hunt log. Look at this hunt I was on. And they can scroll down. It'll tell them a story, exactly what happened. Instead of just like, hey, I saw a deer here and then I shot something here and there's blood here. And I like having that video interaction, the picture interaction, and even the audio. I can't wait to go out elk hunting and record some bugles. <laughs> record some bugles, get some of those cow calls. Even, oh, even yeah. listening back, here's what's kind of funny is you'll have the opportunity if you if you do that, you know, you come out here and you're going to be doing your first bugles or, or your first cow calls. Record some of you, not just the animal, and then listen to yourself a couple years later as you mature as like an elk hunter. It'd be the same with me as a turkey hunter. Like when you first start doing a turkey call to think like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then you go back and listen to yourself and it's like, man, I have actually come a long way. So I did that actually kind of cool. I did that last year with turkey calls, first year using diaphragm calls to call turkeys. And I uh, went out in our garage and I put my iPad out and I started recording and I stepped back a few feet and did a bunch of yelps and cuts and different stuff and just, just figured out. I, I mean, I went from knowing nothing. I couldn't, I would gag every time I put a diaphragm call in. So I'm honestly, I think I'm a decent turkey caller with a diaphragm now. Well, you're going to have to Definitely. prove that to us this spring by recording a little bit of your turkey calls, and, and uh, we'll give you some instant feedback. But I can tell you this. I'm not much of a turkey hunter yet. I've got a lot to learn. I didn't harvest four turkeys this year. I went out a few times. I never really even had a good encounter this year. So I might have to come to Wisconsin and do a turkey hunt with you, so make sure you save at least one for me. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe this year, maybe next year, that kind of deal. But uh, Josiah, let's wrap up, man. Thanks for sharing all about your 2021 year, even some of the stuff that you got upcoming. Again, congratulations. If you got anything else to close with, uh, go ahead, and then uh, we'll wrap up. Yeah, I would just have to give a big shout-out to uh, my dad for letting me um, invest all that time. I don't know how many. I think I figured out it was a few hundred hours I spent out in the woods. And uh, I just wanted to shout-out to uh, – Christian um, for letting me spend all that time and I could have been mowing the lawn and all the other stuff he's got tons of work around here but he let me go out and invest that time and then also a shout out to uh, both my brothers Andrew and Benny but especially Andrew for driving me down to the river 
every weekend we went duck hunting. It's so cool to have good hunting partners and siblings like that that love doing that stuff with you. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think that says a lot because here you are as a 17-year-old and you don't get to just do those things uh, without some other people, you know, helping you along the way. And so lo- I love seeing that. And uh, I think that's an important aspect of, you know, thanking your dad, thanking your brothers, you know, that have kind of gone before you a little bit. And they're also sitting back there encouraging you right now uh, as you're one of the Definitely. finalists for this competition. So. Josiah, thanks for joining us. I can't wait for people to get to hear this podcast, hear more of your story, because I know they're going to be not only just looking for your stories in the future, but they've also got to be looking out for you because uh, you you got a chance at sweeping a few of these competitions the next couple of years. So, (laughs) Um, well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, what's that? I want to say good luck to uh, Grayson and just all the other competitors, Grayson, Garrett. But only Grayson or Grayson, uh... <laughs> Garrett, and Wyatt. Sorry, um, I want to say good luck to them. I uh, may the may the best outdoorsman win. There you go. I agree. All right. Well, tune into the Outdoorsman of the Year finals. Uh, it's February first, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, I guess that's like six p.m. Pacific. Um, our judges panel is going to jump on. They're going to interview each of our finalists. Um, when they go to select the winner, they'll, they'll kind of jump off the live call, uh, go confer with one another. During that window, we actually are going to be announcing some of the new features that have just recently been released in Hunt League, which there's actually quite a few. And we're going to talk about some of the ones that are coming up, as well as introduce some of the new leagues for 2022. And I've got some really exciting news about some sponsors that are getting ready to jump in. So I've had, I've had a great week. I'm at a shot show right now. Had a great week. This is the first time we've presented Hunt League to several of these different companies. And I can just tell you, wheels are turning, people are talking, and uh, there's some exciting things coming for Hunt League in 2022. So don't miss uh, the the live event February 1st. We'll be on Facebook. Uh, we'll be on YouTube Live. Um, everybody's joining uh, via Zoom call that night. So anyway, look forward to having everybody. Thank you, Josiah. We'll see you again February 1st. Thank you, Jared. Everyone stay safe out there. Peace.